Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is KLP Aftermath Live from Oxford College of Emory University. It is a wonderful October 6th. It is a beautiful Wednesday. Hopefully, you guys' Wednesday is going off with a great pitch. Uh, I know yesterday it was raining pretty much all day, and it's raining all day today. It's cloudy. It's just, it's a, it's a muggy day. It's one of those days where you're going to have those days where it gets very, very muggy throughout, throughout the week. And <clears throat> I can expect some uh, weather like this to be like this all week because I'm looking at the weather channel and I'm looking at my, my Apple Watch to see my weather. It's going to be cloudy and rainy throughout the rest of the week, except for Friday and Saturday. It's going to start at sunshine. So it's one of those weeks, you know, hopefully you guys stick up with it. It's just one of those weeks that, you know, it's just going to be a cloudy day. Uh, Of course, we are live here for the special collections room where you can get a cool book manuscript like this from the library here. This is only for the video version of the podcast with audio. You, of course, can't really see what I'm holding, but this is the Stuart A. Rose Manuscript Archives and Rare Book Library that's around the uh, library here on Oxford College of Emory University. So um, hopefully you guys can take a look at this. This is the uh, library that's in the Atlanta campus, but, you know, we're here in Oxford and I like to show this off and it looks really, really good. So you guys can pick one of these up. If you go to Oxford College, Emory University, they're laying all over the library. So shout out to the librarians, shout out to the library, and of course, shout out to our official set, the special collections room, where we come and do our podcast every single day, Tuesday through Friday. So we're going to go ahead and open up the show here today. And of course, this is kind of an educational fun fact for you guys. I'm very excited about this one because uh, I read when I find and I research our fun fact, I like to read about it and I like to do my research. And when I do my research, I do my research. I really go in and I do my research. So, of course, the four corners are is the only spot in the U.S. where you can stand in four states at once. I always want to try this because the four states, uh, of course, it's Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico. If you stand on the corner of that, there's one spot in the U.S. where you can stand in four states at, at once. Cool. It's a very cool uh, niche to try. I haven't been to Utah. I haven't been to New Mexico. I've been to Mexico, but not New Mexico. Um, I think the only state that I named out of those four is Colorado. I've been to Denver. Uh, shout out to GGC Athletics. Sorry to cross the brand there, but shout out to them. That's they allowed me to go to Denver for their their conference tournament. Fun trip. We took a plane ride, of course. Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Beautiful, beautiful spot. If you guys haven't been, 
I recommend you guys going out there and going to Colorado uh, if you haven't been. Uh, I've been, and it's, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. But, of course, Four Corners is the only spot in the U.S. where you can stand in four states. That is Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico, of course. Uh, I always wanted to try that because how the way the states are, some of these states are kind of like a perfect square, kind of. So, they have the different corners of the square where you can stand in the right in the middle of that corner and you're in all four states at the same time. So very, very interesting fact about our history here in the U.S. Very, very exciting for that for sure. Um, again, those states I would recommend you guys going to for sure if you're looking for a great state to go to Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're going to ship gears here for the Eagle Digest. Now, what we do on the show here is we try to do uh, the Eagle Digest, presented by the Eagle Digest, the newspaper that they have. And it's quite interesting that they have this uh, Eagle Digest because it, it allows us to uh, it allows us to be able to talk about different topics on the show, get the word out for our Emory uh, University uh, people out here. And they only have one highlight today. Of course, the staff. Uh, actually, let me make sure I have the right uh, post here because sometimes the Eagle Post they they update a lot of things here. So we're just making, I'm just making sure that we have the right Eagle Post. Oh, this was from five this morning, of course. So we're going to go ahead and read that, of course. Today's Eagle Post news. Of course, they have quite a few. ATL bound Wednesday tumbling, of course. We have a new event coming out. Stop by the Student Center between 1 and 3 p.m. Wednesdays to meet Atlanta campus staff. Learn more about the resources and the way they can get involved. Of course, so you guys don't want to miss that. They actually talked about, in the Eagle Post today, they talked about staff and faculty parking on Friday, October 8th. Of course, as you may know, we are expecting many visitors on campuses Friday afternoon to rededicate Judge Horace J. Johnson Jr. And I actually read about this. Uh, Judge Horace J. Johnson Jr. Uh, is the class of Emory of, I want to say, 1977. He got one degree. And then 1979, he got another business degree, if, I'm, if I've read the post right. And of course, the language hall that's here at Oxford College will be named in honor of Judge Horace J. Johnson Jr. Um, try saying that name five times fast. You know, Judge Horace J. Johnson Jr. Try saying the name five times fast. You'll probably get a tongue twister. Uh, I read about that article, and this is an interesting article because they're dedicating, you know, an African-American uh, Supreme Court. He served on the Supreme Court, got his business degree here at Oxford, uh, well, Emory University in general. And now they're honoring his name, uh, his wife and uh, well, his uh, sons and his kids. They're going to come to this event on Friday. And of course, parking is going to be limited. I am looking for that to be limited because I do come in on Friday um, for my position. So it really is quite interesting that they are advocating the language building for, of course, African-American Judge Horace J. Johnson Jr. And I'm very, I'm harping on this because black excellence is one of the things I try to instill with many students because I'm African-American, obviously, if you haven't can tell by my voice, you know, yes, I am African-American. So when I see that a college is doing something like this for our culture, our community, for us, it really humbles my heart. And I applaud Oxford College for doing something like this because this was something that, you know, a lot of universities are trying to do, not only 
not to make you feel good or look good, but to really dive in and really understand our community, our culture. So it really, it warms my heart, ladies and gentlemen. It really warms my heart that they have uh, such a great uh, judge who served on the Supreme Court. His name's going to be honored at Oxford College of Emory University, of course. So the maximum, the available parking on campus and to welcome these visitors are requested for staff and faculty that will be on campus this Friday. Plans to park at the Oxford Baptist Church. Shuttles will run from church to Sine Hall from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. as normal. Your corporation is very, cooperation, excuse me, cooperation is very much appreciated. So if you're somehow listening to the podcast and you're going to be on campus on Friday, plan to park in the Oxford's Baptist Church, where us uh, faculty members can park over there in that parking lot. And the, the shuttle's pretty good, too. They're very, very smooth in the shuttle, too. So I, I, I anticipate parking being limited for me. Um, I didn't uh, anticipate parking being limited for me today. I, it was hard for me to get my, my parking spot today. And I'm just going to come out and, and say that here very loosely on the uh, KLP Aftermath Live from, uh, of course, Emory University at Oxford College. Of course, more news announcements coming from the cross-country team at the Alexander Aces Invitational. I don't think I talked about this in the last episode, um, but I did talk about Julia Denko, and she got her recognition, and she's representing the cross-country team. But I never dived in into the Alex um, Aces Invitational that they went there. Douglasville, Georgia, the Emory-Oxford cross-country team competed at the in the excuse me, Alexander Aces Invitational. This event was filled with teams from the Southeast, including NC, NCAA Division One, Two, II, and Three programs. The men, and I, I talked about that in the last, having all three divisions in there. The men's team finished in 22nd place, which I had no idea they had a ranking this high. The men finished in 22nd place. I, I'd never... I never thought a race could have 22nd, 23rd place, but it does exist in cross, in cross country. Uh, the men placed in 22nd place, while the women's team finished in 14th place. Of course, in the men's AK race, the winner was the NCAA Division II Augusta University, followed by the NCAA Division I Georgia Tech. The Eagles were led by freshman Aaron Lee, who ran, and and I might butcher the, the times here because I'm trying to follow cross-country times. What, 29? I want to say that's 29 minutes, 55 seconds. No, tw- yeah, 29 minutes, 55 seconds, and 29 milliseconds, I think. I don't know. That might be wrong, but that's just what we're going with for that. Uh, follow first-year runners. Darren Eve ran for over 30 minutes. Eli Houday ran for over 30 minutes. And Alex Lucas had a time of 30 minutes and 59 seconds with sophomore Colin Wales finish with a time breaking of 31 minutes and 30 seconds. So, of course, the NCAA Division I Stanford took first place in the women's side of things with cross country, followed by Florida State University, Georgia Tech. The Eagles finished uh, around the fourth year schools such as Oklathorpe and Bear University, along with Georgia Southwestern University. Bear University, I actually been to Barry. I didn't go to school there, but I they had a tennis invitational um, that I had to film at one time, and it was really good. Of course, uh, in the 5K race, the Eagles led by sophomore, and we talked about the sophomore that won the achievement in the last episode, uh, Julia Denko, who ran the time a record time of 19 minutes after Denko um, 
Freshman Alex Bryan finished with a time being of 20 minutes. Freshman Emily Wilhelm ran a total time of 20 minutes and 38 seconds. First year Sophia Lee ran a 20 minute and 41, while classmate Joyce Zhang finished with a time breaking of 21 minutes. So just imagine the the pressure the cross country team has to go through because I could never run for 20, 30 minutes. I just couldn't. I probably would run for 10 minutes, take a break, start walking, and then after that, start running back again. So these athletes, they, they're really putting their, their all into the, to these sports, and it goes a long way. It really does go a long way for them. They're, they're out there doing their thing, and they're, they're, they're hustling, and they're, they're, they're training, and they're running at the Alexander Aces Invitational. So congratulations to the cross country team. Um, you guys, you guys are runners, man. You guys run, run, run. I, I just, I, kudos. Cause I, I don't think I could ever do it. I don't think I can ever, ever, ever do it for sure. So next we talk about food and you guys know I'm a food I love food. I actually just had lunch before coming into the special collections room to host this show, KLP Aftermath, with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Of course, I am a huge food connoisseur. I read this article in my office today, and I had no clue that this restaurant was doing this. And it's quite interesting that they're doing this because this was a restaurant where I can honestly say very loosely on the show I, I, I don't really eat fast food like that no more. And I tell a lot of my friends that, a lot of my coworkers that, I don't eat McDonald's every day anymore like I used to when I was a kid. I barely go to McDonald's. I don't even go to McDonald's. Honestly, I don't. The only fast food I would go to would be if I'm going to Zaxby's. That would be the only thing that I would go to if I'm going out to a, fan, uh, a fast food restaurant that will be the, the go-to, along with Chipotle and the, the more expensive fast foods that may not be so much healthier, but a little bit healthier for you. But Wendy's has this new thing coming out, y'all. And it, it, it's a topic trend because everyone's talking about it. Of course, a Frosty for breakfast. Wednesday, uh, when, Wednesdays. Uh, Wendy's Frosted Treat is becoming a cereal. Now, this is good for business. Would I ever buy, and I don't have any kids, you know, but if I had a kid, this would be a cereal that I absolutely would not buy. When Wendy's Frosty Ice Cream, where you can go and get a little Frosty from Wendy's, a little Sugar Rush from Wendy's for about a dollar, they're making that into a cereal. I don't know if I want the idea of kids, when they get ready for school, having ice cream for breakfast. And Kellogg's is doing this. They're doing, Kellogg's is making their money. They make a lot of sugary, sugary cereals. My my preferred cereal, if I'm going out and getting a cereal, it has to be Honey Bunches of Oaks because that is the superior cereal, first of all, because everyone in my family loves Honey Bunches of Oaks. I actually just saw on my boss's desk, he had a small box of Honey Bunches of Oaks at his desk. That is the more healthier cereal. It has the oaks, it has the honey, it has a little chips in there. It's, it's very healthy. So if very loosely on the show, my favorite cereal, if I had to go for a cereal, Honey Bunches of Oaks. That's the only cereal that I would eat because it's healthy and it gets you up for the day and it gets your it helps your your your, move, your immune system, helps your stomach a little bit. But Wendy's Frosty 
from Kellogg's is coming. The cereal will be available to retailers nationwide this December 2021. Some people like to start their day with something savory, perhaps bacon, eggs, and a bowl of cheese grits. Now, this is in our script. I I actually do enjoy bacon. I don't like eggs. I'll be honest. I don't like eggs. But bacon and maybe a bowl of cheese grits, maybe a toaster strudel, maybe hash browns. That's the kind of breakfast I'm eating if I'm staying in or if I have a, a, a long morning where I don't have to get up so early. I'm going for those kind of breakfasts. But if, I, if it's a rush breakfast, yes, I'm popping over some cereal if I have to go to a meeting or something. But then those there are those who really appreciate something sugary in the morning, like pancakes, pastries. Goes back to the toaster strudels. I, I, I love toaster strudels. I do. For those of us who wish, who with us with a sweet tooth, a favorite fast food frozen treat will make a soon appearance in the cereal aisles. Of course, Wendy's has teamed up with Kellogg's to re-image the legendary Frosty as a breakfast cereal. The new limited edition, now this is limited edition because they know, and this is business talk too, because when you start something new, you say it's limited edition because you don't probably have the capital to keep it going. So you have to test the waters and it's data testing. Kellogg's is data testing this too. That's why they say limited edition. Um, they have something on the market. They test it. They see who will buy it. What, the, what would the sales be like? And then they bring it back and not use the limited edition name. It's all business talk. I understand about that. But limited edition Kellogg's Wendy's Frosty Chocolatey. This is chocolate too. So it's a Frosty. It's ice cream. It's chocolate. Cereal promised to have the flavors of the Frosty, but in chocolate cereal bites. Of course, the cereal will be made to chocolate-flavored mushroom pieces mixed with crispy cocoa-coated rounded cereal bites. According to the media release, each spoonful invokes the irresistible taste of the Wendy's Frosty. There's a... This is, this is their words here. That That's a pretty big promise that we look forward to experience in ourselves. Um... I just I'm I wouldn't buy this. I, I, I wouldn't buy this for myself. You guys know I am a huge health person. I'm on a health kick. I work out, I lost weight, I try to eat, I, I like to watch what I eat. I wouldn't stomach to have something like this in my stomach when I'm getting ready to start my day. I haven't bought the sugary cereals in years. I wanna say 25 years, and I'm 25 now, but it feels like 25 years where I haven't had a bowl of Cap'n Crunch or a bowl of Trick cereal or a bowl of Cookie Crisp or Reese's. I, it's been a while since I ate those kind of stuff because as you get older, and this is one thing I've experienced too, as you get, and I'm not saying I'm super old because I'm not, but as you get older and you become more of an adult, you can't eat stuff like that. So for me, I can't eat a sugary uh, cereal like that in the morning. I just can't stomach the the sugarness, the, the, the rush in the morning. And you're brushing your teeth and you still kind of feel like you still have that sugary taste in your mouth. I can stomach this. What I buy my, and I say for these kids, and when I have kids 30 years from now, will they have the cereal like this? No. I don't see this happening. I don't see uh, for us health people eating this kind of stuff and digesting this kind of stuff. There's going to be parents who don't care about their kids' health. And I've seen it. I've seen it where I've traveled uh, when I was back in delivery, where I see kids who might have been, you know, overweight or not healthy or a little bit may have diabetics. They eat stuff like this and their parents are allowing them to eat 
sugary cereals like this. I don't think it's good. It's good for Kellogg's because it's business, and I get, I understand their business model, and they do. It's good for them for business, but do I think that this is a healthier cereal? Absolutely not. Um, there's many ways where you can have breakfast and have a good breakfast, but stay healthy at your breakfast. Um, I don't think this is the way to go. I love ice cream. I'll be honest. I love ice cream. I would just go out and buy my own frozen ice cream from the store. I haven't had a Wendy's Frosty in years. So it's quite interesting. Nevertheless, it's quite interesting that they have this cereal coming out and Kellogg's is going to do it. Limit time, of course, the Frosty, Fro- Wendy's Frosty's cereal bites. That's going to be hitting shelves, cereal aisle shelves in December of this year. So more power to them. They do what they need to do. I get it. It's business for them. Let them have their little business they got going on for sure. So let me know what you guys think. That's going to wrap up here on today's show. I do want to say thank you to everyone who's been tuning into our shows. You guys have been amazing. Um, The show's been been a hit. You know, the show's been a hit. Everyone's liking it. Our viewership has been going up and up each episode. So I try to keep it interesting for you guys. I do want to thank the library team here at Oxford College for, again, allowing us to have this set. I like to call it the set now. The special collections room as the official set to record and to produce KLP Aftermath. Uh, you guys made it possible, and I thank the librarians for hooking this up for us. This is, has been a humbling experience. So until then, stay tuned. Tomorrow, we're going to have more news to talk about here on KLP Aftermath. But until now, hopefully everyone stay safe. It's a little muggy. It's raining. I get it. It sucks. But we can power through it so that way we can see the sunshine on Saturday. So that's going to wrap it up here at KLP Aftermath. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. As always, stay safe. Stay swanky. today's show please head over to itunes give us a rating and leave a review please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice the opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services